in my opinion, Americans are one type of people, and then the rest of the world are another type of people. So even though my friend Joe so versatile, like my Colombian friend, he has the exact same mentality as I am. My Uzbek friends, the exact same mentality as I am. So it kind of was like the international students are really all in one category. They all think alike. They all talk alike. They're all here for the same reason. They're all financially somehow burdened, you know. And then there could be American kids that like don't understand half of the stuff we talked about. Happy Friday, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to the Weekly Wassel. I am here joined by a guest from across the seas again. So I'm doing a lot of outreaching uh, to people outside of Europe and Pakistan. So now I'm here with Omar. Omar, how are you doing? I'm doing great. It's, uh, it's an early morning. I like that, you know, waking up, uh, having this conversation with the, I've never met you before. And I feel like I already know a lot about you already and you know, <laughs> me already. So it's... It's a nice way to start this, you know. Yeah, I think so as well. I think it's going to be fun. So why don't you tell us where are you calling in from, Omar? I'm actually calling from Tucson, Arizona. This is where I'm going uh, for college. And uh, yeah, right now it's uh, it's around 10 a.m. So so nice, nice, nice part of the day. Yeah. Yes, that's good. It's good. Uh, is, it, is it warm? Arizona is warmer, right? Yeah, it's a it desert. Cool? It's uh, right. Ah. Like the weather here, I always say it's bipolar. The weather okay. is bipolar. Sometimes it gets very cold and sometimes it automatically switches to very hot. So depending on, on how it's feeling today. Uh, okay. You, yeah, usually right now it's it's a it's a perfect weather right now. It's not that hot. Usually I hate yeah. the heat. Like in the summer, July. I can imagine time. why, because you come from Egypt, right? So it is it is the land of the of the intense sun, right? So from yeah. there I think it's gonna be fine. It's so unfortunate, like the one time I travel across and live alone, alone I choose a country that's also a desert, uh, a city like from all the cities or states from the US, <laughs> I ended up choosing the desert zone. I didn't even know. I looked up, I thought Arizona had a, a sea or anything in the beach. I was like, maybe, probably. But when I looked that up, I was like... No, nothing. No, it right, doesn't sure. exist. It's, it's in the Midwest. Yes, indeed. So that's basically what I want to talk to you about, Omar. You are living abroad in a new place, and uh, there's a lot of challenges that come with it. So before we start with anything, tell me how is life in the U.S. and how is your university going? Well, I I honestly believe in in the way of trying to evolve or try to get yourself better. So obviously, yeah, when I was back home and living with my family, I wasn't that socially uh, strong. It wasn't one of my strong assets. So I would always be shy. I would always start be nervous talking to new people. So when I came here, I had the expectation. I was like, all right, this is, I will have to talk to new people. This is where my chance to, to get myself better at this area. And uh, I did, I saw it as a challenge, but more of a, a challenge not to be feared, but to be excited for. Okay. And that's the difference between a lot of people that I see that come here that, that really are afraid of the new environment, of the new struggles, of the new challenge of living alone and meeting new people, culture chart. Yeah, sure, it's culture chart, but to what extent of chart? I don't believe in, in a work culture chart because we watch all American movies, we watch American TV shows, which I don't know what to expect. They just come here and be like, oh my God, that's actually true. So it's not really a chart. <laughs> that is true. That is true. That makes complete sense. Uh, yeah, so the world is really connected in some sort of way. So you're really expecting some sort of uh, similarities to what you already know from online stuff, and you're like, oh, now it's it's you're in the game now. So I was I would say that the the hardest thing for me is getting myself out there, but I was was trying to find any sort of way. Definitely, I messed up many few times, you know, and and. And I uh, don't regret it, but I find it funny when I look at it from right now and yeah. see how much development has happened. And you're like, oh, you know what? It's funny to laugh at uh, how it started. Yeah, and that's basically what I'm interested in understanding, right? How it all started. So first, let me, let's get through the practicals. Like, what are you studying there at university? Uh, I'm studying the pharmacy. I'm currently in pharmacy school right now. 
uh, and uh, I'm, I'm approaching my farm D. So uh, becoming a pharmaceutical doctor is, is one of uh-huh. my passions. Yeah. All right, where did it start? Uh, I came at 2019 in my freshman year of college, and basically I spent two years of undergrad, and then you could, if you finish some certain prereqs, you can transition to uh, the actual graduate pharmacy school program, which is four years. And I'm currently yeah. in like my third year of pharmacy school. So overall, out of the six years, it's my fifth year. All right. You've been studying for a long time. Yeah. Uh, I, 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 I always say it's like, I feel right now that Tucson is some sort of my home. I, I, when I go back home, I somehow um, miss, miss this place. After a couple of weeks, I'm like, I feel homesick to here. Yeah. That's, that's very interesting. I want to get into all of that stuff. But first, why pharmacy? Uh, this is where like, I feel uh, like I should have dug a little bit deeper when I was younger. Uh, I mainly chose it because of my interest in science. But also, my father was also a pharmacist. And so that gave me the inclination that, hey, even if I find struggles in the future, I'll have my dad to, to lead me some sort of way. And I take my dad, my dad is a very important role model and guide this in my life. So I was like, well, it's, it's also a nice way to, to seek his help in the career. But right now, honestly, I didn't deep into it. I'm realizing that I like it and I want to do a different social pathway from what he is doing. But uh, that's how it started, at least. Yeah. Oh, that's good. And what pathway are you choosing for, which is not your father's? Uh, my, my father is a professor, so I'm really trying to stay away from academia. I want to focus more on uh, industry. I feel like there's a lot of important stuff going in industry. The money is, 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 where, is where the businessmen are, you know, and I feel yeah. if, you, if you're able to sell uh anything you're able to sell drugs but then obviously i mean in a legal, in a legal way you know <laughs> yeah, that, that makes complete sense actually so you're studying pharmaceuticals you are in your fifth year so you're not really you've been through it right you feel homesick when you go back home to egypt yeah right? so apparently it's not home yet so i want to delve deeper into it how did you cho- choose the us and and why what what are the reasons behind that uh, to be honest, uh, when I was in uh, in college, it was sorry, in high school, I, pre- I was in the American system preparing for my SI- SATs all the time. Yeah. So the one thing I was destined to do was like, I'm going to go study in the US. I knew it was my is my way to get the character development. Mm-hmm. That I really care what university, that I really care uh, where exactly to go. No, I knew I just needed that type of culture to satisfy uh, some sort of the challenge I need to do the character development. I knew if I stayed in Egypt with the family, I'll never change. I'll be the same person four years on. And I can see that in other friends of mine that stayed back home and did their college there. And I go back and meet them. I'm like, you guys are that same thing. You still play video games and you still play the same stuff we used to do five years ago. What, what changed? Not really that much. And I find that as, as a fear. And so uh, uh, I want. I knew I wanted to live alone. I knew I wanted to live in the U.S. And this is where my college search started to go on. Yeah. Uh, I'm glad that the University of Arizona provided me with a, with some sort of uh, financial help, and that was like, was like a nice uh, made me inclined to just like go there. Uh-huh. And from there, I was like, I always believe what whatever college you choose or whatever major you choose, it's not going to be easy. There's nothing called an easy major. Yeah. Uh, it's it's going to be every every major is hard. Uh, it just depends on how hard you wanna become good at it. You know that that makes complete sense. And I do like your point of 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 moving abroad and suddenly feeling like there is a new development in life that your friends back home don't feel. I have a similar experience because I live abroad and I live alone and a lot of my friends live in Pakistan. And by the way, you're talking, so I'm gonna assume a lot. So do correct me if I'm wrong, <laughs> but. Uh, your father was a professor, you somehow managed to come to the US. So you're not really from, uh, uh, you. I don't want to say, but you're from a very stable background. Oh, oh yeah, 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 yeah. I know yeah, what you're yeah. saying. Yeah, like financial yeah. wise, it's a, it's a stable uh, middle class family. 
yeah, I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah, so, subtle, nothing super fancy, but at the same time, like I, that, I lived in a very comfortable yeah. lifestyle. Yes, yeah. yes, and because of that, your friends are also from the similar socioeconomic background, right? So I have the same feeling. I come from a very middle, upper middle class family in Pakistan, and now I move here, and here life is very different. You can see here, like I'm, I'm uh, drying my own clothes. I never did that in my life back in Pakistan, right? Because I was always raised with supportive maids and and help because yeah, that's normal. Labor is so cheap. So now when I go back home and I see my friends my age, but they're the same. They they will walk into their house, not do a lot of things. They're like, we have help, we have drivers, and I'm like, yeah, but. How even my they own brother? Cook, I'm like, they can't eat uh, dry clothes. They can't. They're living the same fancy lifestyle. That's not nice. You want to live on the uh, on the edge, you know. The more you live on the edge and you're satisfied with it, the better it is, you know. As the simpler you are as a person, the more competent you feel. Yeah, exactly like that. I, I live uh, technically. I would. Li- I'm living in a in a lower lifestyle than I used to live, but I love it. <laughs> You know, it's it's, like, it's yeah. shocking, yeah. Like we spent so much money to move abroad for a better life, but our life back home was much better. <laughs> it was much better from that point of view. If you tell any American or if I tell any European, uh, when my colleagues, I tell them, I'm like, hey, uh, I use, I have three maids at home. They're like, what the hell, three maids? I'm like, yeah, one takes care of my grandmother, one cooks food for us, and one basically cleans the house. They're like, are you rich or something? I'm like, no, labor is just so cheap in Pakistan <laughs> that it feels like you're rich. And that's and it's the thing. Not that, it's, yeah, it's, 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 it's actually, as you say, that, that back home, is, everyone has their own drivers. And it's more it's more about how much you're able to, uh, to have multiple uh, characteristics to do different stuff. So as you mentioned earlier, taking care of yourself, it should be a natural incident to everybody. It's like yeah. a necessity, you know, it's like, yeah. well, who's going to take care of you then? You know? Yeah, exactly. And because we live in such a, uh, a cherished and, and stable environment, your friends, my friends, my family, they don't feel the need. So my friends were with me in Turkey, where we learned everything, washing our own clothes, cleaning each other's toilets, learned a lot in life. But then they went back home and some of them literally said that, why would I leave this life now? I tried that life. I do not like it. I'm back. I'm comfortable. I have a car. I have a driver. I have everything. Why should I? And that's what's confusing to me, Omar. People move to a new place to try new things. And then they come back and they're like, maybe that's not for me. Is that okay? And why should we judge them? Uh, I, I I find I, I, it's heartbreaking for me. I find it disappointing. Is that it's, it's hard for people. It's understandable for people that never really uh, had the taste of the new lifestyle, and they're still doing the same thing as used to before. I'm like, okay, yeah. I cannot judge you because you never really had the option. But yeah. if you had the option, and you had the option to struggle, and you chose not to, it just uh, it just shows that you're not really comfortable to, to ever take a challenge, to ever take uh, a step out of your comfort zone. Because yes, yeah. uh, no one, no, I'm not saying that, that living without my parents is, is, is more, is easier, no. I used to love living with my mom, cooking for me every day. I didn't have to worry about food. I didn't have to worry about my clothes. But at the same time here, I like when I have a huge checklist, homework, car stuff, and this, this, and then the end of it, this is laundry. Okay, and you do it at 12 a.m. and you're like, all right, I finished laundry. Thank God, you know. It's nice to have all these. Multi- it makes you versatile. It makes you multidimensional. Indeed, and, indeed. But then nobody can tell you you cannot do anything, you know. Right. No, you know what? I get I I get your point of view, but it's uh, what's interesting for me is if you become rich as a pharmaceutical doctor, right? If you become very rich, won't you still have health there in 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 the US? Uh, yeah. No, I I I think it it depends. Really, I feel like yeah. From let's say when I did I didn't have a job when I come here, and I understand your questions like. Uh, at some sort of point, you realize that hey, it's stuff you're doing, it's it's more convenient if you spend money, for it to let somebody else do it. Yeah. But that's that's why, because you in, in that time you're saving and the energy you're saving, you're putting it onto something else. So it's yeah. some sort of investment. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Obviously, if, if if I if I become super rich and I and I have somebody to clean for me, I'm doing that because hey, I'm gonna start. Uh, to put that time in traveling somewhere where I have to have some business to take care of so I can clean 
that's under that's understandable. Yeah. But your point of view is like people that still need that sort of help. But what they're doing, they're sitting in the other room playing Fortnite. Okay, this is what's going on, and that's yeah. why like, well, well, bro, yeah, you're you're wasting your time and money just to to play. No, you could have cleaned that yourself. Yeah, makes sense. Makes sense. I sincerely believe that as a youngster, you need to in university, you definitely need to experience this life. The, if uh, later on, uh, from the friend, the friends of mine who say they said, "Why should I struggle now?" I do understand them because yes, in in their young life, and they were eighteen, twenty, twenty-two, they did this, and they came back. And they tried, and now at, at 28, 29, they're enjoying their life, they're earning good money, and they're like, now we don't need to do anything. I'm like, I understand. You tried, and, and now the phase is gone. But because here in, in, in Europe, it's the same. Like when you start young at 14, 15, you get these odd jobs, right? You go and work in a restaurant, you work here, you work there. So those are good experiences. But afterwards, I don't judge people if uh, if they earn good money and they choose to spend their time doing these kind of things. I don't like it. I would not approve of it, but hey, it's your money. It's your time. <laughs> it becomes a bit difficult. Yeah. Yeah. It's understandable. Yeah. Yeah. You're in a yeah. later stage of life. You have to have some sort of uh, development. You have a family now. Yeah, you yeah, know, indeed, indeed. Live within your... You should, you should always live within your limits. So if yeah, your limits indeed. allow you to have a car, when you didn't have a car, you're like, okay, now I have a car. I don't have to yeah. walk everywhere. I don't have to use public transportation anymore but you're still like you're the, the idea of the car wasn't was never guaranteed and now it's an option that type of thinking is is, is where where you're approaching it it's something yeah. that's never guaranteed that you'll you'll have the service but you have to work for it until it's an option yeah that makes sense yeah you don't take it for granted but that's the the, the problem that we have right we were raised in in places with our parents doing so much for us that we take it for granted, right? And if we have children, I actually have a child now. She's four months old, right? And to me, I want to give her the world, right? My wife is like, no, she needs to work those odd jobs. She needs to work at a restaurant. She needs to work at this. When she's 16, she's 70. She needs to learn because my wife is from here. Oh, okay. so she, she she learned this, but I didn't learn this. My, my sister didn't do shit, right? <laughs> she yeah. literally went from home, university, and then job, and then marriage. So she never did these things. So for me, I'm like, why should I make my daughter do these things? She will learn, she will work. And then when she's ready to settle, she will settle. She doesn't need to do these odd jobs. I'm her father. But then she's like, she needs to learn. It's not about you. It's very she hard. Yeah, I, I can, I can. Uh, sorry, a couple of times I used to think about it if I ever have a child. But then I was like, ah, it's hard to, I can, yeah, having your position right now is very hard. Uh, it's like you, you still have to keep back of your head. You still have to be mean just so they learn something you know exactly it's so difficult it is so difficult i but I, I i'm really enjoying this conversation already and we're already 20 minutes in but i really wanted to talk about how does it feel living alone in a new country so you experience a little bit but we talked about culture shock we talk about being alone and having to make friends was that easy for you uh my, the way I made friends here was I feel it changed my uh, my my perspective about life. I tried the way all my friends I met here I met through coincidence. It made my it made me understand and they're still my best friends for the last five years. And uh, that when I say coincidence, it made me see uh, life as hey, it's an adventure. You're hoping you're optimistic and you're hoping you might meet the right people along the way. Because uh, I met my best friend through a random call, a soccer game. And we planned to go there because we had a mutual friend that lived in Egypt. And he was like, he texted me, he was like, hey, bro, I also know another guy that is in the same university as you are. And he gave us our contacts. I never met this new person. And we we're like, I'm going to play soccer this time. You want to come? Come. Met him. Cool. Nice person. And then we talked for a little bit. We had out a few times. My One of my best friends uh, till now. He introduces me to uh, during COVID. He he has to move to another dorm where he meets a Colombian and two is Uzbek twins. Random combination, all right. He meets them in the kitchen of the dorm, and he and uh, my friend, the, the the Egyptian, he goes and he talks to them in the kitchen during COVID, where he shouldn't be talking to anybody. But he goes there and, and he talks to them and he interrupts them and. They become somehow sort of friends, and I meet them, and I was like, "All right, these are cool kids." And ever since that, our all five of us have been friends since that. So, 
the reason I say coincidence is like right now, if somebody tells me, hey, you want to come play soccer? I want you to meet this new guy. I'll be like, sure, cool, if I have time. I'm not more reluctant to 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 invest my time thoroughly like this. But back then, I did it, and I was like, okay, this is so random, so nice. So that's is when I become with friends. But I, I realized the funny thing, though, and I, and I think you might relate to that. Uh, in my opinion, Americans are one type of people, and then the rest of the world are another type of people. So even though my friend group is so versatile, like my Colombian friend, he has the exact same mentality as I am. My Uzbek friends, the exact same mentality as I am. So it kind of was like the international students are really all in one category. They all think alike. They all talk alike. They're all here for the same reason. They're all financially somehow burdened, you know. And then there could be American kids that like don't understand half of the stuff we talk about. <laughs> I get what you mean. I think it's also like a, a European Caucasian thing. So Americans, Europeans really have a different lifestyle. And Latin Americans and Middle Easterns and even South Asians, East Asians, we are coming from a very different lifestyle. We're more familial. We care about family, responsibilities, you know, like more collectivistic. We're like, you know what? It's not just about us. It's about my parents. It's about this, that. And the Europeans and the Americans are more like, hey, it's just me. Yeah, because yeah. It's, uh, it's 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 kind of nice. I'm not saying that the American lifestyle is, is completely wrong. I'm just saying I I, I noticed uh, how different. I I didn't think that we would be so similar to each other. I thought everybody would be something different. But I was like, oh, you guys are, are exactly the same. That's that's nice. They have their same problems. <laughs> and the other thing, what I see here, everybody that goes to college, uh, I hold a lot of orientation sessions for new incoming freshmen. And everybody's interest is is joining uh, fraternities or sororities, and that's the I that's the traditional way to make friends. You bet. I'm gonna join a frat, and these are like brotherhood houses where they meet a bunch of people and they make a lot of parties. So that's why I know guys want why they want to join. Okay, for sororities, they go they do the same thing, but really more about friendship, no parties at all. So if the girls want to join sororities, I'm understanding they all meet other girls the same age. But some sisterhood style. And then there's the fraternities where they're the same thing, but they have the edge of uh, they throw very nice parties and and all the girls around campus, they come to these parties and it's nice. So I never really did any of that. I didn't believe in it because I didn't, back home, we didn't have any of that. Fraternity and sororities is only, and I'm realizing it's only an American thing. I don't think there would be college. Uh, yeah. So it's not even in Europe. Yeah. It's not in Europe. And, and I find it as a uh, an easy way, an, an, e an easy way to get out of the problem. Because everybody that wants to go to college, yeah, the struggle is trying to make new friends, bigger environment, international or not. It's really the same struggle for everybody. And joining a frat just to, to be so socially strong is not really nice because the consequences that they make you do is not really worth it. I feel like every upcoming uh, person that goes to a friend, they have to go through an initi initiation process. That initiation process includes a lot of uh, hazing in a in an unrespectful way. They make yeah. you do stuff that no human being would want to do for no reason. So that's not yeah. like. But does that yeah? But does that happen in University of Arizona? Oh yes, yeah. It's, it it happens. It happens to some extent, and and I, I'm not saying they make you do horrible. Uh, stuff, but I'm talking about more of uh, image-wise that they would make you, let's say, uh, uh, run outside with your with your underwear on on campus and scream. Okay, why you wanna do that for what? You know, for parties for girls? Really? <laughs> this is my point of view. Because on the other way, if you have a strong social group and and you make good friends, I still was able to do all that. Uh, party settings that I always wanted to do. I watched when I was in. I watched the movie uh, Party X, and I was everyone has seen that movie. <laughs> I was like, I was like, it would be my dream to do something similar like this. You know, I was like, at least uh, not to say much said, but have a lot of people in my house, my party. Be like, yeah. it's, it's 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 an inside dream, you know. Yeah. Uh, uh, so you can do that other ways, uh, and I feel and it disappoints me the most when international students want to want to join friends because why they don't want to join friends to make friends they want to join friends to 
party and meet girls. Yeah. You can see it in them, you know, and I'm like, no, bro, you can do it otherwise. Yeah. And that makes sense. It, it It is a very different thing to understand, especially because you're so young and you're so peer pressured into doing these things just to feel yeah. like a sense of belonging. Yes, exactly. Like I don't, I, I, I still don't, uh, 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 it's more of a sense of belonging, as you said, you feel like everybody is doing that. And I'm not gonna lie, I, I wanted to do partying and I, I, I had it inside of me. Uh, I've seen that in movies and TV shows, and I was like confident enough to to try out to try those stuff. I I just had that instinct in me, and I I kind of feel like it's it's nice to take it out of your system too early, rather than still being twenty. I can meet people that are like twenty eight, twenty nine, and they never really were able to talk to somebody in a bar or club. They are they they're still afraid to go up to somebody. No, I not not not. not I not, can't. Uh, yeah, but I can't. I would learn. To, I would love to learn from you how because I can't, it's, and it's very shocking to me. And I think this is where these fraternities and and this American European concept comes into play. It's so easy for them to start up a conversation. For us, I mean, it's always. I feel like it's always person to person. Really, it's. Uh, I I I honestly believe that you have to uh, do a lot of homework, uh, preparing before before going into action. That has to do with what I mean by homework. That has to do with appearance. That has to do with, with, with how you dress, all that. And from then, you have if you if you do proper homework from then, in my opinion, you're really well settled out there. One one of my friends used to tell me, bro, uh, I don't think any girl was gonna say that you look ugly. They might not just be interested, but nobody's gonna be like, oh, he's hundred percent ugly. You know what I mean? Uh, and 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 that was like okay. It's in my opinion. I feel like a lot of the homework is is very important. You know. So homework basically means dressing up well. Yeah, dressing up well and going to a gym as well. If you have a very nice body, that also helps out hundred percent. That's that's unfair, Omar. You look nice. I don't. I don't have the same body as you. Does it? It no, seems like that. I I, <laughs> I I I used I I came from college. I was very chubby. So I came from high school. I was a little bit chubby. I did self workout here. I was like, I I I do, I went through the same typical uh, boy. How most boys went to the gym. I got heartbroken. Started going to the gym. You know, two months in, I was like, screw that girl. She was ugly anyways. You know, I don't feel. Because <laughs> you see yourself getting stronger and stronger, and you're like, I don't care anymore. And that's what I say when you have a good body. I do up to people, and if they reject you, and that happens to me a lot, I get rejected many times. And in my head, I'm like, I don't care. It's her loss. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> who, that, that's confidence. Who's here that date instead? Some skinny white boy that all he does all day is vape, right? That's what I'm like, I'm better than that kid. <laughs> And that's it's remarkable to see that confidence, Omar. Because yeah, it is difficult. As I said, I I don't consider myself a very shy person, but or else I wouldn't be able to do these podcasts, of course, right? It's very oh, difficult. Exactly. To, so that's why uh, you said that. Yeah. I was like, I don't think you are, bro. Yeah, I, no, I but I cannot. <laughs> but I cannot show up and talk to random people out of nowhere. I I can do it, but I wouldn't want to do it. That's uh, yeah, the whole bro, point. I don't want to do it either. Most of the time. <laughs> It's 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 like it's yeah it's more like a uh, a competition with myself yeah I I generally don't feel like I have any desire to go after after girls anymore after that life is more valuable than and and you can put your time in more important stuff than that but uh, yeah. it's always like uh, if your friends are around you and stuff like that you wanna you wanna make a laugh with them you wanna joke around them you know let's go talk to this one let's let's go talk to these two yeah. girls they look like the pop of girls I don't know some random stuff. Right? So you really enjoy partying and you told me that it doesn't it didn't happen much back home. So how was oh, that yeah. experience? Uh, from obviously back home I lived with my family until I was seventeen. I had two sisters, so that really I I never really partied at all. Nothing, no, you're not even once in the party, nothing at all. My whole high school was was basically just uh, studying, studying, you know, preparing for my SAT is nothing really important. Uh, when I came here, for I was focused on on school because I had a scholarship. So if I missed that out, I'm screwed. I'll go back home. So my priority yeah. was 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 college, and I realized it's not that hard, you know, and it's not that challenging as I thought it was. I came here thinking that oh my god, all these Americans are gonna 
whip me and they're gonna be better than me and they're gonna be 10 times better and I'm not gonna understand anything and yeah. I'm gonna struggle so much and then the two months and I was like oh, that's not bad that's easy yeah. and they're not that smart as I thought they were but like there are a bunch of them that are obviously very smart but the average yeah. is like oh you would be above average if you're really a, a hard worker student yeah so uh, I figured out how to study and then I was like interested to, to explore uh, socially, I, I I didn't like that I had that fear inside of me that I I wanted to do something that I wasn't able to. Obviously, I would miss a lot of people in class, but I want to get a stronger bond with them. So I'm like, how do I become more friends with them? You know, how what do, what do they do? How do I find the similar interest between both of us outside of class? And uh, the idea of party showed up. You know. Was, You'd see connections. Connection is very important. You know, you you have to ask people for stuff, and they would they would tell you where where parties they're going to, and you check them out. Their shit parties, but you're like, okay, it's okay. You connect more, and so after that, COVID came up. So really, I didn't party that much during that time. But afterwards, uh, meeting other friends, they I would I would see their stories and be like, where are you guys at? I find it's more about initiative, and and after that process, I got into more party and I experienced more, and uh, it did it gave me some nice experience where I can, uh, really some let's uh, say the out of my system, you know, you always wanted to you let's say I you always wanted to try to be a soccer player, and you try out and you worked for a little bit and then you realize hey, maybe it's not for me. Okay. <laughs> but I get me, it. Uh, it's okay to try as long as you, as long as you try. I mean, in my opinion, as long as you try anything, now you know. Now you know yeah. if you like it or not. You know. Oh, yeah, sure. I liked partying for a little bit, uh, but then when I when I mean by I took it out of my system, it means like at some point I didn't like it that much anymore. You know. Yeah, yeah. You like this new toy for a little bit, but after then you're like, eh, you oh, but that's that's uh, that's amazing because you got to learn from this experience and decide it's not for you. A lot of people don't get out of that experience anymore. They just go like, no, this is life, and we're gonna keep doing it, or drinking, or smoking weed, and doing stuff that like that. It, it is it is a bit difficult, but I completely agree with you. You need to get it out of your system somehow. Sometimes yeah, and, I, and, uh, I I love it. I, I love I, I the party itself and the dancing is not what I love. I love. The idea to socialize with people. So if you put me, it's the socializing thing that I still love, but I want to do it in the setting outside of party settings. Exactly. Exactly. So if we have like a lunch meeting for a conference, that is 10 times better for me than a Friday night uh, in a club. That's 10 times better. So how do you uh, get that? How do you get that? Because when I try to talk to people here, I host meetups such as lunch with a conversation, such as 10 toasts, where we get together. It's it's actually tomorrow I have an event and 10 people are like open spaces and only three people are coming, including me, because people are not interested. But if you look at stuff like, oh, expat new drinking or pop crawl, 50 people sign up. That right? is so true. That is so true. Uh, and, I, and, I feel, and I feel like it's more about uh finding what i said yeah you might like the the socializing but not in a party setting but i don't think a lot of people uh, share the same belief as you and i yeah uh, to them to them i realize that i i don't really drink at all so i realize that it's totally fine to go out and be sober while everybody else is drunk i kind of find it normal i'm like it's cool with me yeah other of my friends they find it impossible to even consider it on a night out, no, they have to be drunk. Yeah. You don't have to, you know, you could just be sore. So that's where a lot of people come and they really need to to drink to socialize. And I've heard that as well. I've heard that as well. That's, that's just like, even if you like drinking and even if you're a confident person, you should always try to be like, well, no, I have to challenge, I have to see you how it's like when I'm sober. And then you see and you may, you may find difficulties and you're like, hey, you know what? I cannot just leave that difficulty on my desk and not solve it. You have to try to be like, well, I have to try again and see if I can be better at it. And then, and then, and then, and then. Yeah. So a lot of people may not like the 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 meetup of of, of, of a lunch meetup or stuff like that. Why? Because they wanna they still wanna drink and this and that. Yeah. No, it's actually difficult, and I think that's our Middle Eastern uh, upbringing. 
because uh, by chance we were raised in a in a society egypt is still a bit more open minded compared to pakistan as far as i know but i can be wrong of course i didn't live in egypt but yeah we were raised to be like okay no drinking no smoking for us for us it was no not even talking to girls omar that wasn't no, allowed no same thing i yeah? i i had the same struggle with my friend my 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 parents would my dad would catch me in the middle of the night uh, texting somebody you know i had the same struggles growing up my family is <laughs> very religious to that that and and i find it funny cuz i i questioned my dad a couple of times later on in my life i was like well if you knew that i talked to this and this and that, why didn't you stop me and he said something as a very nice thing as a father he was like i needed you to learn on your own to yeah. stop or to not do that but I'll, I'll i'll keep pressure i'll put the pressure i'm not that you live your life like that whatever do whatever you want i'll just bother you and annoy your ass but i'll let you do the final decision on your own yeah and this is where it kind of helps me right now to as I get it out of my system and find what i truly want is that when i had the opportunity to to do whatever i want you know here in the us you still choose to do, you end up choosing the the nice path which is like socializing uh without being uh, uh under the pressure of having to be drunk having to be under an influence of any drunk drug no it's a it's actually a wonderful saying by your dad i was also raised by parents who were religious when i was young but the older you get the more difficult it is for them to keep tabs on you right they're like hey you're old now it's your choice you need to learn how to do it so it really becomes a bit difficult but i think that upbringing really helped us because we learn to do something what i also see with my european colleagues it's very difficult for them i tell them let's have a conversation talk to each other without drinking and they're like huh? I, I, that's not possible and 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 i'm glad you brought the idea of bringing up uh one thing i i i realize here the most and i still think about it every time i see something in here I started appreciating my parents way much more when I came to the US and realized that hey uh, everybody's parents here the relationship is not really that good and most people have divorced parents most people are they don't really appreciate or they don't like their parents uh, and and I and I was like well and I understood and definitely yeah there was a lot of problems up and down I feel that like that's the whole the socializing the socialism the deciding to get marriage the bondage all that stuff is not strong enough why does growing up you had the idea of like i can meet a girl i can leave the girl i can be there from we can be in a relationship for a little bit doesn't work out i'll leave her i can get to marry her and then i might divorce her and it's all like it's un, an un, it's an unbalanced structure there's no right path while compared to back home i feel like my parent relationship with my parents uh is very stable at least growing up they had like oh my dad was focused okay then he wanted to find a wife then he found a wife got married organized they have kids all that stuff in a nice way but compared to here the idea is that if yeah if i can understand why uh, why marriages here don't really work that much and there's a high 50% divorce rate is because growing up they always felt the same way i can meet a random girl i can i can uh, date her for a little bit and then after that we can get married but there's not really a strong structure on the desk because you have options outside of the marriage yeah i understand that point of view but in pakistan at least so do tell me about egypt uh less divorce doesn't really mean happy marriages right that's so true as well and yeah. i agree with that and and i i yes a lot of people uh i believe that if you have a kid really you really are tied to the marriage uh not because of what how you feel but the responsibility for that kid that that is a very important point of view because my parents is the same thing so once you once you decide to have a kid it's more of an agreement hey no matter how we feel in the future i don't think we should ever divorce for the responsibility of that kid because you can still be married and not have kids and that's what at least i have the planning in my head to do is like yeah you can test try your test yeah take your marriage for a test run for a few years for four years or something and then see after on if you want to take a child or not but yeah so um, that's actually better if you decide to not be happy but and you and you do not get divorced and you still be on your marriage just because you have kids 
uh, it's more of a less selfish approach. Yeah, but that's, uh, I agree with you 100%, because that's also in Pakistan. Uh, I have my family members who feel the same. My uh, my uh, grandparents are the same. My grandmother says she doesn't like my grandfather anymore, but she only stuck around for the kids. But now they've been together for like 50 plus years almost. So they love each other in a very love and hate kind of relationship. And it's very cute to see because they're not happy with each other, but they're like, I have no other choice. I spent 50 years with this person and now yeah, my kids are old. It's, it's almost stick, sticking around eventually uh you you might uh, uh fall in love with them again you know <laughs> uh, yeah I, I i find this struggle right now i have really big difficulties really liking a, a girl to the point that i want to be in a relationship with her why because what i do is is i talk to somebody for a couple of months and then i'm like eh, not interested anymore i'm interested in finding someone else i'm interested in this new person that i don't even know anything about how that's that's wrong However, if I only know that I have this girl here for me, I can never have anybody else. I'll be like, well, I don't like her right now, but let's try to figure another side of her. Let's try to find another way. Let's try to... You'll be more focused to to fall in love with what you have. If I tell you, hey, you can only eat eggs every single night, okay? You'll get bored of them after the third day or fourth day. And then the fifth day, you'll be like, well, let's try to add some hot sauce to it. Let's try to add some this with it. You'll try to change it up, but you still eat eggs. Yeah, I get it. I get your point of view. Uh, uh, This is uh, very, very interesting because it is basically what I hear from you is the more choice you have, the worst uh, the worse it is for you as a as a person because you always go like, oh, there's always more, you know, there's always more fish in the sea as the Americans say, right? And that doesn't help you in the institution of marriage because it makes it easy to leave. And I really agree with you. When you have kids, it's not about you anymore. It's about the kids. It's about a stable structure that they need. But it is very difficult, Omar, for individuals to understand that living in the West because the West is not about others. It's about yourself. It's always been me first, you know, individuality that, you know, my happiness, my money, my house, my rules, my guns, you know, in America, for example, it's all my, 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 my rights. So it's very difficult for them to be open to the fact that it's not about you anymore. It so, is, it is. Yeah. And, and and this is where we try to make a change in, in some sort of people. I just find it very, if you're not able to, to, to reach that level of uh, being selfless, uh, you're really not that uh, mature enough, you know. You're not that really in touch with your with your emotions that much. Mm. You're not a deep person, and and I feel the least you can do for a child is give them uh, two parents. Yeah, okay. <laughs> uh, to, uh, uh, you don't have to. Give, you can be poor and they'll still be happy and competent with it and understanding. You'll still uh, you can you can die early and they will never blame you. Uh, yeah, but if you leave for another, if your mom, if your mom leaves for another guy, that's just gonna make that child really uh, empty. Part of him is empty for the rest of his life, just as my mom did this certain uh, decision. Yeah, yeah. So I just feel it, it's it's really damaging long term for, yeah. for for a kid that you really really should be loving. They say a mom loves her kid more than anything, you know, and that's yeah, what yeah. my mom used to tell me too. So, so. <laughs> your mom tells you too, <laughs> because yeah, our moms yeah. always tell us that they yeah, love us a lot. <laughs> so, so I feel it's a mom's instinct. They were my mom, uh, my mom's instinct to, to really love and nurture her child. They they sac- they would sacrifice themselves for you, you know. If a car yeah. is covered by, they would uh, protect you for so you can live, and 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 they would they would die. But yeah. if if they if if a mother in the West cannot do that, and she decides to to run away with some twenty two year old instead, uh, that's just a weird thing, you know. That's just super selfish. Yeah, yeah but it's also fathers who do this, right? So it's all mothers, mothers and fathers. Both, yeah, yeah. yeah. Both, uh, everyone, parents. everyone does it. It's more like an individual thing. But talking about parents, you love your parents, but they're all the way in Egypt, Omar. So I want to end this conversation by talking about how does it feel to live without a family. And do you miss it? Your sisters, your parents? Because you said you were homesick when you go back to Egypt, not when yeah, you're here I, in Holland. 
Yeah, I, I, I do. I do sometimes miss my parents. Uh, I That doesn't mean I truly do not uh, appreciate them and love them more. However, sometimes the best thing I could do is you can put so much time and, and, uh, and love and emotions in a two-minute voice note that I send my dad randomly, telling him how much I appreciate him, how I thought of him, and I, how much I appreciate this, this. Why? Because I I thought about something right now in the middle of the night, and he would read it the next day. I would see that this is way much more sharing and being more uh, what's the word? Being more vulnerable. Okay, and that's the most important thing. So that's what I do a lot. Yeah, sometimes I, in my during my day, I'm really busy. I'm really I don't have time to call. I don't have to. But if something funny happens in my day, and I want them to know, they'll be the first people. Uh, to know about, you know, I don't like to lie about my pa- to my parents at all. Like I don't hide from them anything, nothing rude at all. And this is where the the relationship gets stronger and stronger. I tell them I hang out with with girls, even though they they raise me not that way. Uh, I tell them I I go partying, even though they might not like that. But I feel like I don't like having two different sides. And so sharing that relation, full relationship with them, now they know how I I'm living here so they're less they're less worried somehow okay and obviously the years pass by and becomes less and less worrying for them and for me i love the fact that i am able to share my whole new adventure with them that's okay. true that's true that's really uh, fun to every detail anything funny happened anything i'm uh if, even if it wasn't that funny i the way i thought about it makes it somehow more funny anything relatable uh, my mom for example had, had downloaded snapchat and I snap it a lot of the times, you know, because it's just quick and easy. You know? Easy, yeah. Okay, and that's very funny, you know. So, 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 it's it's all this. Uh, calling them is is very nice, even even if it's not. I can't see them a lot, but uh, the more and then yeah, the more you appreciate somebody, over you always have good feelings for them, and that's why yeah. I am feeling competent that I. Yeah, obviously, I, the one thing I might regret, to be honest, and I think about it all the time is. I, I, I'm afraid in the future that I would regret uh, not spending these five years with them instead of spending yeah. them away from them. Because they always say that once your parents pass away, the first thought that you would think about is like, hey, I wish I spent more time with them. Yeah, yeah. And if I think about that, I'll track it back down to this time right now. Yeah, but it's also uh, I get it. I get it completely, and I really am enjoying how you do it. Because to be honest, when I was in university, your age, Omar, I wasn't doing it. I used to talk to my family once a week or something, because my parents also understood I'm there to enjoy my life or anything. But now, becoming a father, I suddenly realize the importance of parents. So I call them every day to show their granddaughter. I'm like, let's talk. Let's do something. And it comes a bit later. So it's great to hear that you already have it and it's beautiful. But yeah, I also want you to know that it's okay to also have your own life because this is what I always tell my family as well, that yes, I am. I want to spend time with you, but imagine you and I are going to be together for what, 30, 40 years of my life. After that, the next 30, 40 years of my life, I have to live alone. So if I sacrifice those for you and then you're not there for the rest of my life, why Why did I do that? What did I achieve in life? So there needs to be a balance. That's actually very nice because I always have this struggle. I don't like going back home that long because I only go in my in my vacations and I'm like, I ha- I would rather put finally have a free time to do stuff that I was planning to do for the whole semester. But now I genuinely have the free time to do that. And now going back home, I can't do anything because like, I'm not in, in, in here anymore. So this is where like, yeah, I try to limit my time over there as much and they hate that. But I tell them, I tell them similar point. That I was like, I have a life right now, guys. I have to work. I have responsibilities. This, this, that. I'm not some kid anymore that has to go back with you and follow you all around in your vacations and and, and go back home. No, I have. I, that, that doesn't mean I don't like you guys. That, that, that doesn't mean I don't love you. I just, it's a. I tell them, I tell them, you guys should appreciate how much I'm sacrificing. Okay. <laughs> I, I obviously all I want to do is, is come back home and spend all the time with you. It's a deep sacrifice. I'm sacrificing that for other stuff. So I'm really struggling here too as well. <laughs> oh, that's I wonderful. Like, time with you guys, but but, but I can't. Yeah, I, can't. I I have to go to Cancun. I have to go to Mexico. It's it's important. <laughs> it's part of my responsibility. <laughs> 
Oh, this is wonderful, Omar. I think we're coming to the end of our conversation. I really, really had fun talking to you. There was a lot to learn from you, even at a younger age. You know what's important to you. You know what worked for you. And I think that's wonderful to see. And I wish you nothing but success for your last two years of your pharmaceutical thing. Do you want to say anything that we have missed out before we close the conversation? Um, no, no, nothing really. I, I, I really, I, I am, I'm also more focused on uh, talking to people in the underage. I feel like uh, they really need to become mentally stronger. And what I mean by mentally stronger is uh, uh, they have to go after harder struggles. And at the same time, along the way, you should achieve the small challenges you have between you and yourself. Oh, you want to have this type of body? Well, you have to work for it. But on the side, you know, it's not like, it's not your main priority. That's gonna make your your life somehow easier. That has to do with 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 how let's say a, a struggle, uh, talking to girls. You know, it's a side challenge for you, but it's not a priority to, in your life. But along the way, these tiny challenges you cross off the list. You're like, okay. At least I feel like I'm being doing something to my words to myself. It makes this the the mental struggle easier because you cannot fix the big stuff right now. But these small small challenges that ah, you know what I'm doing okay. They're doing good. Yeah. No, that's wonderful advice. Thank you so much for your time, Omar. I hope you have fun and I hope you have a good start to your Friday. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you so much. I really enjoyed this so much. You have no idea how much I appreciate talking to you and giving me the time to do this and i'm really interested and looking forward for anything that comes up in the future as well definitely definitely looking forward if i ever come to the us if i ever come to arizona god forbid i will be coming to you absolutely no, it's a very very fun time my friend you know <laughs> yes because i want to go to a desert living in the living i think it's i speak for both of us living in a country with a high temperature you don't want to move to a country with high temperature <laughs> And especially like a country, when I was younger, you had ACs everywhere, you know, you had this and that. Here I had to walk a lot of the time. <laughs> <laughs> indeed, so, indeed. No, that's wonderful. Thank you so much, Omar. Have fun and I'll see you next time. Absolutely. Thank you so much. Have a good Take day. care. Thank you everybody for listening. I'll catch you next time. Happy Friday. I just want to give you guys a heads up. The Roundtable is beginning for January 2024. The Roundtable is a mastermind group where I try to bring like-minded yet cross-functional people in one room under my facilitation where we will go through goals, ideas, obstacles, even debates where people are interested about something. They want to learn something from everyone else in the group and basically become a better version of themselves. I am really, really enthusiastic about this project and I'm really looking forward to seeing any one of you who wants to sign up and be part of the process. The link is on the website, uh, of course, to sign up. And if you go to our Instagram or any of our uh, social media links, you will see the link as well. It is also here below in the show notes. So if you're interested, just click the link, fill out the form, and I will catch you in an introductory call. Thank you so much for listening. I'll catch you next time.